Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey. That's extended because we're in video form now. Hey, Victor Lucas, why do we, uh, can you explain to me <clears throat> why we're doing and this? And more importantly, to the beaver. Okay. Why? I'm not talking ha- to the beaver. Why do people have no. to see our faces this week? Uh, Don't they see enough of us? You know what happened this week? I had to, well, last week it happened because we had Ryan and I realized. Oh, it was this week, wasn't it? Wow, this has been a busy. It's been a week. long week. Yeah. Holy crap! I realized that the internet you can stream. Do you can do that now? It. Yeah, you can stream video. You know, I. Uh, I said, why don't we stream video? No, you know what it was? It was the uh, the Twitch thing that we did when we had the playroom thing, and they they locked that. Remember, we did the PlayStation Four in 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 the basement, and we played the game and. And you actually couldn't find it because they, they locked the playroom. Two other things you can do on the internet now. Yeah. Shop. Yep. You can buy pretty much anything. Well, how, but and porno. Right. And, and it'll just come right to you, just like we are coming right to you right now. So I feel uh, like I might have a tough time with uh, just, us. just being seen because usually I feel a little protected because we do have cameras in our faces all day long. I think there's a pube on this. Just take the... The pube off. Yeah, hopefully, it wasn't uh, one of Tommy's well, old pubes. You feel pubes. like it. <laughs> those are those have all been vacuumed. <laughs> We've started to accumulate new pubes now. <laughs> the pube vacuum is probably what a Jose is. We do the vacuuming every five years as the hosts come in and uh, new ones come in. So it's interesting. This is the first time that people have been in the basement. So we got a beaver puppet. Yep. Uh, what else do you want to show people? The uh, prerequisite oh, uh, beaver puppet. Show this is some ads, uh, advertisement for the Batman versus Warner Superman Warner Brothers, movie. please send us money. And this is bullshit that I have a little Batman. Yep. And, it's little. And you have a giant. Because it's re- reflective Superman. of their... No. Of their superpowers? Penises. No. No, it's not. I, I would say little no, one. that Batman... Maybe it doesn't have the gamut of superpowers that Superman has, but he's still going to win. You know where his penis is in his utility belt? Just hooks it on <laughs> no, there. No, no, no. Vicky Vale, look out. Okay, that's, that, that ends. What about right that over there, that, uh, that lunch pail? Show people what that is. Oh, this is uh, the DuckTales cool. okay. uh, lunch pail. Open it up. It has... Cocaine. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it yeah, has we're the, in show business. The gold uh, NES DuckTales. Why, why is that just sitting around the basement? Because like, someone the, can steal it. It's the only. Uh, it's the only one that we receive. Well, actually, we each got one of these. We we're very lucky. When you give yours away, I did. I'm very charitable. Very uh, nice. But, but our, our, this is the only lunch kit thing that we got, which was a great idea. From do Canada. we have enough security with all of the valuables? We have these uh, neons. We got that thing over there. We might. Does your mom protect this place yeah, when we're not here? She's got it. She's okay. got it covered. We've got Batman action figures. You can't see everything in the basement. We'll have to do a, a tour of some of the basement accoutrements. I'm really proud of this. You want to play with that? I'm really proud of this. This is from my uh, my friend Bob Donatucci, who uh, used to work at the Collective. And hey, now... Bob Donatucci. <laughs> he works at uh, Double Helix right now. Can you can you guys see this? Okay, it's. Uh... Should we just hold it here for the? <laughs> Welcome a... to Vic's basement. <laughs> it's a poster of it. I, yeah, I like the way this looks. It's like me with it, with Indiana Jones. Uh, the show. Now this is uh, the Indiana Jones Emperor's Tomb box art. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes, awesome. Victor? Good impression. Uh, uh, I love this game. We've talked about this before. And uh, Very Bob, deadly asps. <laughs> asps. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. You I go can, first. I can't remember. Bob oh. sent that to me, and I love Bob. He's a good guy. Did he sign it? When are uh, we going to have Bob on the show? Because he worked on a Killer Instinct. Yeah, he just worked on Killer Instinct. Let's he's, get him on. He's an awesome dude. Um, and, you know, we've got... Uh, oh, don't touch that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, show them the, the alien figures right, I got. Well, you. I have to get over there. Well, I don't. I mean, the camera's way over there. I'm going to get it. 
What are you doing, man? I don't know what that is. Stop it. All right. I think I ran over a vintage hustler. We have stuff to talk about. What are we doing here? We're showing off toys. No, this is the first time people are going to be able to see this. Here, can you see this? These are the alien figures that uh, Super 7 made. They're based off of Kenner uh, molds from the 70s. I guess it would have been maybe the early 80s. Yeah, Vic got me these for Christmas. These are the... uh, These are... Um, terrible looking. They're like almost like 8-bit toys in a way because well, they're so rudimentary. They're almost like unfinished, like they need another coat of paint or right. something. Well, they're just like the Star Wars action figures from back in the day, and this is how they used to make toys. This and is the funny thing. Vic gave me this for, as a Christmas present this year. And they live and, in the basement. And I wanted to uh, open them up right away, and he's like, no. no, no, And no, I usually no. I am. I, I don't give a crap about opening toys. You I think you want to display them, but I think part of the art of these things is the packaging because it's all the original art from what Kenner was going to do. And then I think somebody at Kenner realized, wait a second, these toys are not for kids. This movie was not a kid's movie. No. We can't sell toys based on this movie. Sorry. John, uh, am I okay? Everything I good? good? Well, Everything the, good? Uh, I just want to publicly say thank you for my Christmas. You got me a couple of mm-hmm. gifts. That was the only one I really remember. Don't put the beaver there. But uh, yeah. uh, I didn't get you jack shit for Christmas. That's okay. Guess what? Your birthday's coming. My birthday is coming. And yeah. uh, we're going to wheel in a giant cake. And out of the cake, Randy Pitchford's going to pop out. Oh, man. <laughs> Just what I've always <laughs> wanted. A a gi- yeah. <laughs> please, yeah. please, don't take it too far. Uh, hey, some shit's going down. Yeah, you're going to Dice. In the business. I'm going to Dice. We'll talk about that later. But some stuff okay. is going down. You in drive the, business. the bus. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's happening. Why right do we now. have to talk about the shit going down? No, no, no. Every I mean, week. It, there's lots of stuff is happening. Is there good stuff? Okay, let me just say about the the uh, the Candy Crush thing. They're uh, they're oh. trademarking. Ca- uh, they're trying to trademark candy, and uh, they're going after people. And I I warned you guys the last couple of Vic's basements. I hate that game. I hate what it stands for. I hate what's happening with free to play, and you hate that I talk about it so much. But right, because uh, you're doing Candy Crush a favor. I, I right know, now. but you know what? I mean, th- there's Exhibit A right there. Stop what a, what talking a, about what a it. Everyone, g- terrible blight all... on our beautiful industry. I feel like we should free to play should not even have the word video game attached to it. They should not even be in the category of games. You know, they're tarnishing the whole concept Listen. of what the value of video game entertainment is. Okay, that's enough. This conversation is over. Okay, moving on. The new one is starting. Uh, Let's talk about what just happened to us. Right. We had a special guest on EP Live, which is our new talk show. Yes. Is it EPLive.tv? EPLive.tv. Yeah, we've got that URL. It's pointing to that. And so we stream a live talk show. Yes. We're kind of like the uh, Kelly Ripa and Michael Strahan of uh, nerd culture. Who? Well, they run a, they do a show. I don't know what it's called. Michael Strahan? Yeah. Yeah, Regis is gone now. He retired. I, I, I want to be Regis. Okay, you're Regis, okay. and, I, and uh, I'm so, Michael Strahan. So, okay, so Regis is at home. Yeah, Regis. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, we had uh, Megan Rath, who, of course, yeah. is one of the stars. She plays the ghost on Being Human, and she's also in a new film titled... What's wrong? What, what, am, I, what am I doing? Just tell me. Who's doing that? Who are you talking to? Oh, <laughs> it's our sound guy, Josh. <laughs> it's Vic's mom. Uh, mm. What am I doing? Seriously. No, the mic is... Oh, okay. The, 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 uh, out right. of the way Got of my you. face. Oh, it's right. blocking my face. Right. Okay, we're not going to win your, an Academy Award it's, here. It's your moneymaker. We're going to win a Juno. No, we're not. Yeah, I'm we're going to win a Juno. Please, everybody vote now. for us at the Junos. So, okay. uh, she's also in a new movie titled Three Night Stand, yeah. which sounds dirty, and the movie is dirty. You and dirty, I both yeah. saw it. Yeah. And a lot of, lot of sex in there, and weird sex, too. Yeah, but they don't show anything. I haven't seen this much weird sex since Battlestar Galactica. Guys. They tastefully... 
Trisha Helfer will never be on EP Live. <laughs> Way to go for that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's a good impression. But uh, yeah, Megan was awesome. And uh, 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 yeah, Pat, Pat Kylie? Kylie, yeah. Pat Kylie is the, the writer director. And producer. And Megan was the producer. All of this you can discover for yourself if you watch the interview because yeah, we, we caught the whole thing. Talking to her. It was cool, man. And you know what's awesome is that there aren't a lot of outlets that you know people like that can, can, can talk to and be on TV and be a part of uh, media like this right now. You yeah. know, like if you're up and coming with a with a uh, uh, an indie film and it's all you know blood, sweat, and tears and stuff, like that, it feels good to give people that make cool things a little platform like that. Well, right? we shoot the show in Canada, so yeah. we, we like to champion Canadian-made sure. pro. Even though I'm American, and yeah. I'll never be able to get back into the country now. <laughs> but we like to champion. Uh, homegrown Canadian-made content. Uh, this movie was shot yes in Montreal. In Montreal, yeah. yep. And uh, it was it was uh, it's very much a French-Canadian production, which I admired. We just had come back from Montreal. Yeah. I saw a little sign, one of the street scenes that Sam Huntington's character walks down is one of the streets we walked down. Had the bagel shop where we bought our bagels. Awesome. Yeah. If you need bagels, Montreal, 31st Street and 8th <laughs> Avenue. No, that's New York City. That's Pizza Suprema. Uh, but it was uh, it felt like a very it, rich Canadian experience. And I like the fact, we talked about this in the interview, that it, they didn't try to make it look like any other city in the world. They just yeah. set it in Montreal. They set it in uh, Quebec. Dude, that's the way we live now in, in the world today. Is like we, There is no foreign anymore. You know, and I think that it's ridiculous and preposterous for us to only have things that are set in New York or. But Los I wonder Angeles. if it limits your audience a little bit because they they spent some money on this. They want to recoup their money, right? And they want to yeah. make sure that it reaches the widest audience possible. Uh, I'm, I'm. It feels like a bold artistic choice to have it be so Canadian. I right. love that. Right. I, I appreciate that about it. I hope people see this movie Three Night Stand. Yeah. Uh, it's in limited release now, but it's going into wider release. It's moving across North America. You know, Jay Baruchel's always talking about this. Is why you know when they shoot in Canada, why don't they just call them Canadian cities? We mm -hmm. have cool cities in this country. Yeah. Why don't we just say even on your beloved Arrow, Starling City? What is that? Yeah. What well, if the Arrow was in Vancouver? Well, and they're using well. I mean, they're using fiction that has, you know, it's already pre-built with Starling City, which is a fictional city. I, 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 I'm cool with that. Starling City stinks next to Gotham. It does, and it's very much it's, a reflection it goes like of this. Gotham. Gotham? Yeah. And then way down in number two <laughs> is Metropolis, and then Starling City is like 108. They really did nail it with, I mean, New York as a setting for the superheroes is pretty awesome, though. You know, the fact that they're, it's a, it's a hyper-realized New York, I think that's pretty is cool. Is Metropolis the right one? That's Superman's. Yeah. Yeah. Metropolis is boring next to Gotham. Well, Metropolis, the way that it was, you know, sort of taken over by different creators, it got pretty cool. I like that kind of futuristic kind of slant. It's like they, they uh, Kryptonianized Metropolis, and I like that. But if it was just a big city, if it's just a big urban reflection of New York, no, that's not cool enough for Superman. You know, I figured out what's wrong with Man of Steel. What's that? Tim Burton didn't direct a Superman movie 25 years ago. It would have been with Nick Cage. Oh, it would have been amazing. There is a whole documentary on that, right? What's it called? I, it, I think it's like how they almost you, made Superman with Nick Cage. Have you seen Nick it? Is it a real thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the name. <laughs> how they almost really made Superman with Nick Cage in it. Because I want to see, I want to see I that. I want that to be the title of the thing. There is a real documentary. Look really? It up on Kickstarter. They're raising the when, dough. When Terry Gilliam tried to direct Superman? No, it's yeah. Tim Burton. Okay. Tim Burton had the rights, and they had costume shots with, with uh, Nick Cage in it. 
Ooh. Crazy. All right, so All right, right uh, Megan so Rath was awesome, and EP Live is, is happening. Yeah. Uh, we're we got still... a new venture, EP Movers. EP Movers is next week. We're, we will come to your house. We will move your shit around. Vic and I will move it. it Wherever we'll just... you want to move that TV well, over there? not out of your house. We'll just move it around. It's one of the interns will yeah. move it. Maybe. We'll hire a kid, yeah. a boy. An intern and Vic's mom will move the TV <laughs> while Vic and I stand back. No, but uh, EP Live, we are taking advantage of the internet like we have since the very beginning of... <laughs> the internet trailblazers. Uh, well, <laughs> you know what's funny is we posted video of interviews that we shot at E3 in 1995 on oh our God. website. Who were you interviewing back and then? And they were like this big. And they were like <laughs> 50 megabytes of uh, super low-res video content that people had to download on dial-up. But we were had a site with, with video on it way back then. Mm -hmm. And what we've been doing is, of course, utilizing the internet and internet delivery to send and transmit our stuff all over the place. We have an editor named Rob Robertson Dunn who lives in uh, uh, Australia, and he cuts out of Sydney for us every day for reviews on the run. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. And uh, we, so we've employed the power of the internet to service the needs of our television programming, but we haven't really done the inverse of it and use our TV stuff um, and find a way to get it to you quicker and meatier and uh, with more to kind of sink into. And that's what we're kind of doing. And uh, EP Live is going to be that. So we're going to have more people come into the space. Yeah, so Megan Rath was in. Ryan Payton was yep. in earlier in the week. So look, keep an eye on eplive.com. TV. TV, yeah. And uh, you're going to see lots of streaming interviews, as many and as quickly as we can do them. Yeah, and it's a little us. taste of kind of the stuff that we're planning with EPN.TV, which is going to be more expansive uh, type of content. I don't want to reveal all of that my, stuff yet. My there, mom There watched, are... Uh, your mom watched what? Well, she watched the EP Live, and she wants to know if yeah. uh, I am your Ed McMahon. Because mm, I, 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 this, this is—I don't know how to categorize. I think the uh, I, Regis and Kathy. You're my Kathy Lee. Because I can do the laugh. Johnny. Ed McMahon never got to sit down and have the uh, conversations with everybody. Nobody knows who Ed McMahon is. Well, your mom does. Just my. No, mom. he's not my. Ed, Ed my McMahon. mom still got posters of Ed McMahon. Yeah, he was she, the best. She had a thing for him. I, I met think. him once. I think I might be his child. <laughs> So, so uh, we have another one coming up. Can we talk about it on sure. Monday? Sure. We got. Uh, we got. Well, the, the, the thing that worries me about EP uh, Live, it's so. I, I know you were going to do it, but the thing that worries, and I'm going right. to tell you, it's my tangible fear. This is how my mind works. Mm -hmm. Is because it's so new, and we're waiting on people to arrive. Like I feel like and we should. You were nervous. You yeah, were, sit, you were like, sitting in your chair at like yeah. 11 or one. Are they coming? And, you know, and then they, they have to be... Uh, well, we're not used to that. We're used listen, to controlling it by showing up and doing the interviews. But if but, they don't come, we should still have a conversation. Okay, and we'll just, we'll just have, interview, we'll shoot an empty uh, chair. We'll get Josh or your mom or somebody to see All right, okay. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do something cool next week. Tell them what we're doing. Are you sure? Go for he it. He might not show up. He better show up. Uh, he's from... Uh, he hails from Vancouver, yes. British... No, I don't know Ways where he's from. 100 and... Okay, go ahead. He's very slim. Uh, yep. Dan Sochan from yep. United Front Games. Now, he's been on uh, EP many, many times He's been before. in Vic's basement before. Uh, he's been in Vic's basement before. He is... Uh, he's one of the... Uh, I would say he's one of the pioneers of the video game space in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. United Front Games, UFG... Still going strong. They did Sleeping Dogs. He was a producer on Sleeping Dogs, and oh. now he's uh, led the team or been a producer on uh, the Tomb Raider D Definitive Edition. And they did Mod Nation Racers. Was, right. And they also did Little Big Planet Karting. Yeah. So they've been a very busy studio over the years. Uh, you know, accomplishing impossible stuff. Yeah. Very they have, cool. They yeah. have two floors. 
And on one floor, when we visit, we're allowed to go. On the other floor, that's where the other the they, new projects they take. It's invisible. Yeah, they're like you can't. Don't even don't even look down there. So we are going to grill this? him on what the fuck is up with sleeping dogs. What's we on the other know. floor? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's going to happen on Monday. Yep. So if you're free, uh, probably around eleven Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's just because that's that's the reality, right? Maybe around eleven ish. Well, it depends on when Dan gets here. He might have some traffic. We're I all know. the way over on the I east know. side. And yeah. I guess that's the wonderful thing, right? Like we'll we'll be here. We will press stream. Yeah, we should is there start. A, uh, is there a stream button, Josh? Is there a stream button? We just press it's, the stream. It's right next to the uh, stream. It's right next to the handsome button, which they yeah. obviously forgot to press. Yeah, for I us know the lighting today. is amazing in here. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Tomb Raider, and we yeah. can talk a little bit more about it. We're gonna our review is gonna air soon. Uh, yeah, I think we might be uh, under embargo right now. Actually, I don't know if we're allowed Why? to talk. It's all over the internet. Are they reviewing it? Well, we'll talk well, about the... It's not a review. Yeah, it's we'll talk the about the frame rates and the... Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. Honestly, I get a little irritated with gamers when we start to lapse into our jargon and we start one word, well, this is 30 frames a second, this is 60, and I feel like, you know, we're trying to get away from the mantle of being uh, represented as nerds and, and people who are antisocial, and every time we start to just feel comfortable with that language again, even though, even though it's a language that we invented yeah. uh, and game developers have invented, I, 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 it makes me really nervous. I don't like to do it, but there is a controversy that there's a frame rate difference between the Xbox One version yeah. and the PlayStation 4 version. Can you explain what's going on? PlayStation 4 is supposed to be uh, mostly locked around 60 frames per second. Xbox One is mostly locked around 30 frames per second. And uh, I don't know technically why that is. Um, I've seen the game on both platforms, and I think it looks really good on both platforms. I've seen it on um, a PC, not the most modern PC um, and it looks pretty damn solid on that PC, but not as PC good. Now. My PC is about three years old, but mm-hmm. I can still run games fairly solid. Birthday coming soon. Birthday's coming soon. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and and uh, it, the Xbox One and the PS4 version look pretty damn terrific. The uh, you know the hair physics and all of that stuff that they've been focusing on, the new character models of Laura, I love uh, the, uh, the texture details and the environment. We were looking down some of the uh, advances that they had made. Yeah, uh, and one of them really touting these the, the hair is more realistic. I know. It's not enough. It's not enough. And we talk about that, and that's a different thing. But I think you're absolutely correct. I think that this business needs to have better things to focus on and more interesting things to talk about and not just get into these technical specifications and the minutia of uh, you know, technical details if the games aren't bug-ridden and filled with crashes and, and you know, choppy to, to the point of unplayability, focusing on the, you know, the, the X and Y comparison about frame rates and, and graphical horsepower, to my eye, I like the look of the Xbox One better. I like the, uh, the subtlety and the texture detail and stuff compared to the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 did move slickly, but it looked a little more toy-like to me. But, but they both look incredible, yeah, well, and I would play them on either platform, no problem. It's just too easy to lapse into tech speed. I know, it's crazy. And, and we should be talking about the art of That's these right. things, and we should be constantly moving in that direction, even though, I mean, the whole business is hurting for well, news, well, and of course well, we this should, is a controversy. I know, and what we yeah. should be talking about is where are the new games? Where this are the new your machines? Thing. You were saying this this morning, yeah. I could, because, uh, you know, uh, I was waiting to shoot my parts of, of EP Daily, yeah. and I could hear you 
I don't know who you were talking to, saying, you know, every week we should have a new AAA game yes. from this business. And yes. right now we don't have it. Uh, just expound a little bit more on that. Well, I mean, if you look at the film industry, which the games industry is constantly compared to, mm -hmm. Hollywood has an output of four to five theatrical releases that probably average around 50 to $75 million dollars per week, mm -hmm. and then there are Blu-rays that come out every week as well, which also cost a, a, a truckload of money to produce as well. And it's a very sophisticated model where there is revenue going into the investment of these things that are always risky, and consumers have a lot of choice around this stuff, but it, it self-perpetuates growth. It constantly uh, you know, pushes movies into the forefront of popular culture consciousness. Video games mm -hmm. ask us to create these huge investments on these utility devices that are specific to this medium, and then they make us wait, which mm -hmm. is crazy, mm -hmm. you know? And, and they make us make a choice, which is also crazy. You have to pledge allegiance to one console or the other, which mm -hmm. is, uh, I mean, honestly, look, we need to grow up as a medium, and we need to be able to uh, not make this so difficult or so risky or so expensive that we can't have this constant outpouring of new content to choose from. And I love indie stuff. I love the smaller games. I love great, you know, like we just had Ryan talking about Republic and stuff like that. You know, I, I like the, the less expensive titles that are out there. But honestly, those games are not generally going to sell enough units that are going to help us to... Uh, capitalize on the on the potential of the medium in consciousness in in sort of uh, the zeitgeist and I think that's you, you know there's lots of money being made and not everything is a hit and I don't I don't have every solution for how this all transforms into the most uh, lucrative and successful industry that humans have ever created but there's tons of dough being made and I feel like more investment needs to get made in in uh, you know, large team size, really creative, really um, aspirational kinds of content out there. And we need to make this a weekly thing. We need to have a weekly story in our business about some huge media property in the game space that all of the world can pay attention to. Not 30 frames to 60 frame comparisons over a, a game that came out last year and has been repackaged for new consoles. Mm -hmm. That's my point. Because it's like setting off a stink bomb in mass media and right. just saying, like, here, oh, here are the nerds again, just talking about right. their frame rates. They've got nothing else to talk about. And the goal isn't just to have mass media accept it. It's, it's to capitalize on the potential. As someone that has grown up with video games yes. and has been able to equate, you know, I started my career as an actor. I would love the idea of performing and being in uh, You're a natural performer. I am not. Yes. You, you know, I love that idea. I, I love that. But games pulled me because I love video games more. And I do to this day. I think video games are a more profound way to communicate with people and to have an experience than any other art form that we've created. Because it, it pulls all of the other disciplines in art together and it allows the, the participant to be a contributor to that art form. But we're still faced with the same silly... Uh, obstacles in, you, you know, development and appreciation and respect that we have been since I first fell in love with games back in the 80s. It's crazy to me. This has become a, a regular segment 
on Vic's basement now. This is three weeks in a row mm. if you're if you're keeping score at home. Where Vic, this is the sour lemons uh, part, yeah, of, part of the again. show. But yeah. this is the thing. Like if you look ahead, I mean, this is what we're talking about this week: Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Yeah, we got the Far Cry Three collectors thing where it collects all the games, and then we really don't have That's, anything new. Thief is exciting. That's why I'm. Excited well, we have about. Thief, but we also have Infamous Second Son, yeah, and, and, and we have Titanfall, but. We're waiting too long for these games. I they, mean, we're already every through week. I mean, like, Q1 honestly, of 2014 here. And well, uh, would Nintendo be in this in this spot if well, if they had stuff every uh, you know week or two weeks for the Wii U? I don't think so. I think that's what it comes down to. And I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because the game companies have had to kind of diversify and split off into all of these different platforms. I mean, think about how crazy that is, right? You, you know what you're going to do. You're gonna, you're going to be able to. Go to Dice. You're going to see everybody in the industry. You're going right. to be able to take a litmus test. You're going to be able to ask people a lot of hard questions that they're probably going to have a difficult time answering. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, my big worry is that we have these new powerful consoles. Yep. Uh, but, you know, and we just came back from Montreal. We actually got to visit a couple studios there. It's become so risky now to take a huge team and devote millions of dollars and hundreds of people to a project that, you know, we're not seeing anything truly original anymore because it's too risky they can't afford you know even a company as big as ubisoft i would guess can't afford to have too many failures in a row before they're in trouble and that's true of every company out there i think assassin's creed is the uh is the game that kind of proves that there's room to take more risk in the business and you can get very big and come up with really great ideas and the consumers will be there for you assassin's creed is Probably one of the most difficult interactive experiences a group of people could put together. And somehow Ubisoft found the right group of people to be able to do that and then duplicated that group so that they can have two teams working and annualize that thing. That's an impossible project, and they make it every year. But the sales are down. That's well, the reality. The sales are down a little bit, but they're still selling millions and millions of them. Now, if that one company can figure out a model to get the whole world interested in a, in a brand like that to the point where we have... Uh, you know, Michael Fassbender staking his reputation on, on being the character from that universe. The other game companies have to do the same thing. No, there's only so much juice in that lemon, and I think they've already no, squeezed no, no. it. They don't have to annual, and that's not what I'm saying. They have to take creative risks and spend some big money on some big ideas and find ways in to tell us things on a more consistent basis, not just once per year, not just at one time in the year all throughout the year, you know? And I think that gamers are ready to spend and ready to buy. Why do we have to constantly wait? And why do we get dumped with so much choice in one period that we can't possibly consume all of it? It's, 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 in a lot of ways, though, it's, it's just the... I mean, I understand what you're saying. You're saying do something not unlike what Ryan Payton, Payton and Camouflage is doing with releasing episodic content keeping gamers fed with a steady stream of new information, new adventures, new, new things to go on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not just about the health and sales for a company. I, once again, we're trying to figure this out. I know, Who it's cares? business. Like, it's, it's, it's but exhausting. It's, but it, it's also but, part of the industry as well. And look at what's happening with Nintendo. I mean, how, how do you not... I mean, I, they had a pretty steady stream of 3DS titles, and the 3DS sales were down, obviously impacted by people adopting mobile gaming. 
so maybe that kind of subverts what I'm talking about here a little bit. But the Wii U has suffered because there are not a, there is not a regular stream of video games to play. Well, that's because third-party software developers don't want to take the risk yeah. to invest in building a, a Wii U game from scratch. So there were a lot of ports in the beginning. There have been a trickle of ports since then. But, I, I mean, this is my big fear. We have these powerful consoles, yep. but, the, but the products, the games that are going to come out for those consoles are just going to become be more and more and artistically conservative yeah. until they're the equivalent of, uh, you know, a, a Big Mac or something. That, I mean, well, that's going to be it. Everything's I mean, going to feel super then, processed, super focused. Here's tested. what's going to happen. I mean, you know, like people that love this industry and, and communicate about it, like we do here on Vic Spaceman and, and uh, on our shows and our reviewers and... And you know all the other outlets out there. We're just going to have to, you know, make cranky noises about this and say it's not good enough. But I don't you know. know. At some point, it just gets exhausting making cranky noises. Nobody. I feel like nobody. Like until the money people figure it out to how the right way or the most uh, efficient way to work with the artistic people. Yeah. We're just. This is. A, we could have this conversation for the next ten years, and I don't want to have it. I feel like we should. Be, you know, have our faith in games. Games are going to find their way. I don't right. know what's going to happen with these right. consoles. Right. I'm excited. For the Steam boxes, a lot of developers are excited for the Steam boxes. You and I played the Stanley Parable recently. Our review's yep. going to run soon. Yep. Uh, we both have been spending a lot of time in the Steam store. Um, I feel like games and, might you know, be... And, and Sony, I think, has fully embraced this idea of, uh, of indie like crazy, and they're finding different ways to get you those games across all of their machines, which I think is the right way to do it, too. You know? um, but even Ryan talked about this when he was here yeah. on EP Live. Yeah. Uh, the whole, you can watch the entire interview at eplive.com. Dot TV. Why do I always do that? <laughs> dot TV. And he, you know, he talked about the 16, 17, 18 buttons on the controller. Like mm -hmm. ga games, it's, I think it's just going to always be our thing. And that's going to be I, it. I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do you think that it's... It's, it's a uh, hobby? It's a niche medium? Yeah. Do you think that... There's some money to be made? That this is an industry that will grow and... Uh, people will get, uh, you know, attached to what we've grown up with, with two controllers and, and buttons to play with, or, you know, has smartphone, you know, single thumbprint type of uh, match three Angry Bird style uh, mobile gaming supplanted what we could hope for out of a mass market appreciation and acceptance of... Uh, of what we've known as video games mm -hmm. for the last 30 or 40 years, mm -hmm. you know? God, that's a terrible thought to me. That breaks my heart, you know? I just have to think that people will waste their time because that's, that's more precious than All right, the, the you're, money. You're going, here you go. I know, but I, right. I want it's them okay. to enjoy... The, the, we don't need them. ...this they're, stuff. They're fine. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I think if I could imagine, you know, in sort of a, you know, George Orwellian kind of future, like I'm looking ahead... Uh, I I I feel like like a camera staring at no, you. No, no, no. We're always going to have. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a fu futurist, like okay. Ray Kurzweil. Do I get a jetpack? We get a Vic gets a jetpack. Okay. Uh, but I think that um, we uh, we always have people who build stuff for us. Yeah. There will always be other geeks and nerds out there who have the passion that you have and that I have. Yep. And they'll always make games for us. They might, you know, the whole system, the whole studio system. Just in the same way that Hollywood went through this, the whole studio system might be subverted. It might they might make their giant Call of Duty or Madden game, and maybe that's it, and maybe that goes to everybody else. But I think with something like Steam, I feel hopeful that there will always be good content well, for us. Well, the difference with Hollywood is that they 
the tent poles prop up everything else, you know? They allow for these little indie things. And if we lose too many of the tent poles, then we are also going to lose more and more eyeballs looking at all of this stuff, you know, or more ability to kind of reach with That's it. It's okay. TV has become great. We can, we can start to go back. We can go to more movies. We can see more Blu-rays. There's other stuff. We can do some charity work. Yeah. There's other options out there for us. <laughs> you know what? The reality is there were still so many great games in 2013. I didn't have a chance to play them all. That's true. I'm still going back. I'm still trying to finish Guacamelee, uh, which I love. I'm still trying to finish Rayman. Rayman? Rayman. You said Legends. it right properly. I know. I'm just trying you to You said it right. Me. Finally. I love it. So, you know, I mean, there's even... I know we lead busy lives. Yeah. Uh, but I think my appetite and my ability to consume stuff and finish it and get but all the way me, through is you, starting to uh, starting to get Okay, even. but tell me you don't want a new game to play on your PS4 and Xbox One. I'm okay. I got other things to do. I'm busy. Like, all it's right. been a busy month. I mean, I, you it think, is true. Like, I'm going home and I've... The, yeah. Honestly, I've watched Blu-rays on the PS4. Yeah. And I've, I've, uh, I mean, we just got a DLC code for I mean, it's uh, not cool Dead Rising 3. That's, that it, January is just catch-up month for everybody that loves this stuff. Maybe it is. You know, maybe the cycle is just, it's different from any other medium. It's not like TV. It's it not is like different. sweeps. It's not like yes. movies. It's yeah, not, and I don't want it to be the same, but I want us to learn from some of the stuff that's out there. You and, know what? We, we all, the entire industry got stung by 2009 and 2010 when we had the avalanche of shovelware. Right. When there were, you know, 50 games a week coming out, when they mm-hmm. oversaturated the market. This is what crashed the market in and, the Atari and, days. And the iPhone really shook everything up. And, and now the, the latest thing is uh, the Apple TV with Bluetooth controller support, uh, the, the Apple Store, uh, uh, App Store connection, so you're going to be able to download and play games off of your Apple TV. All of that sounds exciting. I just don't want that to feed the, uh, the awful machine. I want you to do me a favor. I don't want awful games getting money. Yes. I want you to hug this beaver. Okay. All right. Do you feel better? I do Just feel get better. right in there. I do feel better. Get right. Okay, that's Thank enough. You. The, beaver, the beaver's okay. starting right. to get an erection. All right. I'm going to so, stop. I'm going to try to stop ranting. Okay, so Apple's okay. got a new yes. console? I don't even know about this. I really got to read well, the Well, it's the Apple TV. I've been predicting this forever. It totally makes sense. I mean, I, I heard recently um, that the App Store accounts for way more than Apple uh, acknowledges it makes uh, from games. So they make billions and billions of dollars every year. Mm-hmm. Most of that money is from video games. Mm-hmm. They make a ton of money from video Tim games. Tim Cook has not one but two islands. Yeah, so yeah. what I think is starting to happen now that uh, Steve Jobs has, has passed on and the, and the, the reins are elsewhere, uh, I think internally at Apple there has been a little more... I mean, look, I'm just the idea that you can have Bluetooth controllers working with iOS is... I don't know if Steve Jobs would have ever let that happen, you know. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to be a little more embracing of, of video game culture. And I think that that's going to be a really big challenge for the traditional consoles out there. And, and I the think traditional that, gaming kind of idea. Well, and I think that's going to be the way it skews in the future. And yeah. I think if you're Microsoft or you're Sony, you've got to be terrified of Valve and Steam. And you've got to be terrified of Apple. Right, and, and they're going to split your market. And Google will do the same thing. You eventually. know, one other thing I meant to say at the top of the show, yeah. uh, there is no review of I, Frankenstein in reviews on mm-hmm. the Rome or EP Daily this week. It's not our fault. We nope. tried like hell to yep. see it. I really wanted to see it. Me too. Aaron Eckhart, I really like it. We him. love that guy. And it looks like a total cheese fest, and I'm sure we would have had a lot of fun. It's either based on a comic book. I wanted to see it. 
either hoisting it up as a terrific cheesy movie or yeah. tearing it apart as an awful movie, and we can do neither because they weren't screening it for the media right. here in our, our fair so city. So let's score it. Okay, it gets a 4.5 on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, uh, a 6 out of 10. And well, Beaver, what do you give it? <laughs> uh, give it a 7.8. Beaver, you can't go to the .8s. It's got to be on the fives. We've been over this, Beaver. Sorry. All right, so uh, what have you been playing? What do you want to recommend to people? Uh, I thought I had, no, I guess we, we went through all of our notes here. Yeah, we actually did some pre-production today because oh. we had video. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Yeah, nice to see you. What are you having for lunch? Can I have some of that? It's one way. Is that a crab salad? No, they, can't, no. they can't talk to us. Uh, okay. Right, let's develop that. So uh, what's that, where we have two-way yeah. with, with fans? Maybe we'll just start showing up at people's houses. What's that one uh, app that everyone looks at where they send pictures of dongs to each other? Snapchat. Yeah, Let's have EP Snapchat. EP Snapchat. We'll just send pictures of dongs. Uh, what have I been playing lately? You know, jeez. Oh, just more guacamole. I've got to be near the end now. It's mm -hmm. not a very long game, I don't think. Uh, and I love, I admire the hell out of it. In fact, I've been talking to some of the people at Drinkbox in Toronto. We want to have them on the show, right? on EP Live. Mm -hmm. Also, they can help out with EP Movers. EP Movers. They're in the neighborhood. So Guacamelee has been my big thing. And uh, you know what else I've been playing? I've been going through Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah. Because I'm in love with Eric Holmes. And he was right. the director on that game. We actually got a chance to... Spoiler. What? That you're in love with Eric Holmes. Why is that a spoiler? <laughs> Eric loves me too. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, we had a great meal with him in, in Montreal. And, yeah. Uh, just we're Facebook friends and, you know. And, and he's a wonderful guy with a very bushy. And it's so funny because awesome we, we went through this with uh, Ryan Payton as well. Yeah. And they're friends also of ours. bushy beard. Friends of the shows and also right. they, we become personal friends. Mm -hmm. And if we don't like their games, we would tell them. Yeah. For sure. But you do feel like when you're playing the game... I told game, Ryan about the eight that I gave Republic and my yeah. issues with the controls. a little sheepish. He was not happy about that. But really, that's what I do. I review this did he, stuff. Did his eyes get watery? No, I think he. Ex He's he emotional. He, he hears it. He knows it's flawed. Yeah, he knows it's. Well, not he knows perfect. that that they're he, trying to challenge everything. They're trying to make something that that uh, is so different from what we've ever he, played. Before. He kept saying that when he was here. Guys, yeah. we're still working on it. We're going to make it better. It's yeah. going to get better. Episode two. It's yeah. all. It's all still coming. But yeah. uh, uh, so Arkham Origins. You yeah. playing it on the PC or where, where are you playing it? No, I'm playing it on the Xbox 360. Why is there no Xbox One PS4 version? I think that's coming. Really? I think so. I don't know for sure. You're going to speculate. But if I were a betting man, I would say this is the 75th anniversary of Batman. So it's going to be like the year of Luigi. These are incredible games. All three of the, the Arkham Trilogy, I would expect that a, uh, an up version of those is coming. But I was re very happy to uh, discover that the Steam versions of the Arkham games have uh, disconnected their uh, uh, Windows Live BS, which made it a terrible, horrendous experience for me every time I loaded mm -hmm. it up on my PC so, bravo. or my MacBook Pro, which I dual boot and, and play games on. And I, I kept downloading it to see what, what was up with the stuff. It kept asking me to log into Windows Live. I kept deleting it. And so now I've just I've re-downloaded everything. I want to play them all again at the highest specs that I can. Uh, on my PC. I I've also uh, uh, picked up Braid on yeah. Steam. You can buy that. It was on sale last weekend for two bucks. Right. Uh, Jonathan Blow, you're welcome. Right. Uh, and I also... We should uh, do a thing on the, on the uh, podcast or maybe EP Live where we ask people what games should cost. What games should cost? Well, I've always thought about doing that as a review concept where right. instead of scores, we, we just weigh in with a price. That's a pretty good idea. It's not just one of my many what great ideas What do you think games today. should cost? They, we can't hear them. Oh, right. 
Yeah, we've already discovered that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, and I, I bought that, and you and I also reviewed the Stanley Parable, and yep. it's not not aired yet. No. Nope. Uh, so that's coming soon. Yep. Uh, so get on Steam. To start downloading some stuff. Get yep. a, get a PC. Wait for one of the Steam boxes. What about you? What do you think? I, I uh, well, I've been playing those for the for the review. I've been digging uh, the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. That was one of my favorite experiences last year. I love adventuring like that. I love being the badass Lara Croft. Uh, but I uh, am very excited to play Don't Starve, the uh, the clay game, which, oh, I has just been, downloaded that. which is free, free yeah. on the PlayStation uh, Plus store. If you don't have PS4. PlayStation Plus, stop well, watching right now and go get yeah, it. I mean, honestly. And remember how the skeptical fool. you were when we first reviewed that thing? Well, you know what? PlayStation Plus has come a long way. It's amazing. Well, it took a long time for it to become yes, amazing. because the, the, the library grew, but it, it's really incredible. And now, uh, if... If you have a PS3 and you mm-hmm. have PS Plus, PlayStation Plus, you can get Bioshock Infinite. Infinite. Crazy. And I already own it for the PlayStation 3, but I just said because I have PlayStation Plus, what, why are you looking at us oh, like the, that? The, I'm getting answers from your question. Oh, you're getting answers. Yeah, what are people saying? So first they said for the Apple thing, yeah. um, they, don't, they need to stay out of the game space. Who said that? Justin Smith. Justin Smith says, stay out of the game space, Apple. Yeah, he says, I can't really do much gaming on my Mac, so I don't think Apple TV becoming a game console will amount too much. Mm. And then for- He says, uh, the Apple TV will not amount too much. I don't know if you can hear jo- Josh, yeah, who's can. really my mom that sounds like a man, yeah. and we call him Josh. She's got a cold today. <laughs> and they also think 40, 50 bucks for a game. 40 or 50 bucks, but, yeah. But for what? For like... Well, I, I mean, it's Depends. so hard. To, what is a game now? Like, what well, is it? Uh, didn't Shakespeare say that? What is a game? What is a game? No, it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, okay. What Close. is a man? What is a, a man? miserable pile of secrets? <laughs> How about oh me? Oh, my God. It's so different. Everything is so different and, and constantly shifting under Don't you wish sometimes we could just get into our magic time machines and the time machine would be shaped like the PT Cruiser, the one that we drive around for production, and yeah. we could go back to the PlayStation 1 era? No, because yeah. I'll tell you, that I, I guess it is... This constant shifting that has made this so unbelievably gratifying all the way. I mean, even if I get frustrated and freaked out and pissed off or whatever, it's still, it's so different and challenging and fun every single day. And every year it's a new, it's a new year. It's not only just new technology and new stuff that these things can do, but it's just like the business is totally different. Can I say something that's maybe a little too revealing? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you got to think that much about it. No, no, no. It. I, I wasn't thinking about it. I knew, I knew what I was going to say. I was just trying to say something funny. Oh, okay. But we, you know, like we work on these shows every day. We have kind of a meta conversation. Yes. About the shows, we want to make the shows that you guys want to watch. If you yeah. have ideas for stuff that you want to see on the show, for or how, sure. You know, we're always open to your ideas. We'll probably reject all 90, of them. Almost, almost all. Maybe more. We'll reject more no, than actually, you are. You, li- you no. listen to everything. No, I, I do. Tell when you're not listening. No, I love the I love the feedback, man. I mean, this we do. We, we make this stuff for you. So you we know? got reviews. We got EP. We and got I know I know EP one Live. thing that we want to do. We got EP movers. We are going to take absolutely. We are going back into our back catalog. I know people have been asking us about that. We got great response. Why, Why does about, everyone want to see Tommy? What this show? No, about no, no. Tomorrow. It's not Tommy. It's the it's history Tommy. of our business. We've been here. doing this live. <laughs> Every time I bring up the old stuff, this is what happens. There's the idol. Give me the idol. I give you the whip. All right. No. Uh, no. I, we Sorry. absolutely. 
uh, are going to use some of the older material and see that again. I don't know if we're just going to throw full seasons up. We haven't figured that out, but uh, more of the golden oldie days of uh, Electric Playground is going to be, and reviews, is going to be uh, a part of our future for mm-hmm. sure. It's pretty cool what this internet can do. And, he, and Scott's just going to take his beaver and go. What are you doing? I'm gonna, we're going to be working on a movie. Okay. <laughs> this is Rocky Six. We're going to have robots and that, Rock. Kill it, Rock. and, and uh, Burgess Meredith will be played by a Canadian beaver. You can't win, Rock. <laughs> All right, sorry. That better than uh, Real Steel, right there, is what that Real was. Real Steel was pretty good. No, we loved Real Steel. Yeah. yeah. Is Real Steel Two coming? No. Uh, so I asked Evangeline <laughs> about that at Comic Con. Did like, you? Yeah, she she looked yeah. just, like hurt. Yeah. It's like, I wish that movie did better. Uh, wow, it didn't do well enough no. to make a su- sequel. No. Okay, that's too bad. Uh, Hugh so Jackman. What are we going to see next week? We're seeing some movie with Zac Efron in it. Shut up. Yeah, it's called That Awkward Moment. Yeah. It's a sex comedy. I hope there's sex in it. Well, I hope one day that I can have Zac sex. Zac Efron just made it weird at the end. I know. So is that it? We're done? I think so. Yeah, everything hey, I have wanna, on my list want, is crossed did off. Did you want to talk about Justin Bieber or um, uh, Shia LaBeouf? I don't. Good. That's not, that's not who we are. Did, did I answer correctly there? Yeah, Can you I keep did. my job? You did. Yes. All right. Well, that was our first live streaming Vic's Basement. Hope you tune in next week. And uh, we will also have an audio version of this. And ah. Ah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. We love you guys. Bye.